Cashflow Diary Podcast, Episode 219. Welcome to yet another exciting episode of the Cashflow Diary Podcast. The podcast that teaches you insider tips, tactics, and strategies for creating leverage streams of cash flow into your life. Learn from top performing entrepreneurs, business owners, investors, and thought leaders from across the globe as they share their secrets to success. Like what you learn on this and other Cashflow Diary podcast episodes? Go to learninvestingnow.com and sign up to receive powerful tips and information that will help you succeed as an entrepreneur and investor. Now, here's your host, investor, entrepreneur, business owner, educator, speaker, author, and master facilitator of Robert Kiyosaki's Cashflow Game, Jay Massey. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Diary Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Massey, and I'm glad that you are here today because today we are going to address a very common question that I receive. And, you know, maybe because I keep answering it, you just you don't believe yet. But more importantly, I think after you hear today's guest, you will go, oh, okay, well, maybe it is possible for me as well. Now, Today's guests have done some incredible things very, very quickly, and I appreciate the move at the speed of instruction attitude that they have. They just go out there, they make things happen, and that's the key. Entrepreneurs are needed in today's market, and you're going to meet two of them today, but the question that I tend to get a lot that you guys send to us, you ask me all the time, hey, am I too young? Am I too old? Am I too something? to be able to do this. And I think you're going to enjoy the people that we're going to be talking to today. They are the co-founders of Holdfolio. That's right, holdfolio.com. We've got Jacob, the CEO, and Sterling here as well together. And they are going to share with you how this whole thing has become something that I think is impressive. And most importantly, I think you're going to think so too, because you've been looking for cash flow and they have found a way to provide it. Welcome, Jacob and Sterling. Jacob, you guys here? Yes, thank you very much, Mr. Jay Massey. Hey, welcome. <laughs> yes, you could just call me Jay. That's completely fine, but I, I love this. I, lo- I love what you guys are doing. I like the fact that you're taking advantage of you know the, the imbalances in the marketplace. Um, but one of the things that I love to do is I l- tend to look at today's entrepreneurs a lot like yesterday's superheroes, you know? So I I'm going to ask you both this particular question because I think it's going to be helpful for everybody to hear. You know, uh, in the same way that entrepreneurs and superheroes are, are similar, superheroes tend to go, you know, use their special skills in various different forms to be able to help people solve their problems, etc. But before they were super, they were just, you know, people. And what we want to know is before you had, you know, Holdfolio, before you were managing millions upon millions of dollars of real estate, before you were doing uh, all the things that you have begun to do, who is Jacob and Sterling? Yeah, absolutely. So this is Jacob speaking here, um, as you said, CEO and co-founder of Holdfolio. And, um, you know, when I, when I first got my look at real estate, I was a freshman in college at the University of Nevada. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You said a freshman in college. That sounds like it was yesterday for you. Yeah, yeah. That was, um, 
I guess, approximately six years ago. Okay. Uh, okay. Six or seven. And, um, but yeah, yeah, I just, you know, uh, late one night I was cruising the channels, uh, couldn't go to sleep and I saw a infomercial on real estate, uh, you know, making uh, millions of dollars in real estate and kind of one of those guru commercials. (laughs) I don't think um, anybody here has ever seen one of those, but yes. Yeah. No one knows, (laughs) no one knows what I'm referring to probably. Not at all. No flashy cars, no boats, no, you can do it too. But uh, I totally understood. Yeah. So, so it was from that infomercial that, um, you know, I kind of piqued my interest in, you know, what is, what's going on in real estate because, you know, with, uh, with higher education, um, you know, being enrolled in the university, there's obviously no courses um, that are really going to teach you how to go out and make a living in real estate today. And um, so I kind of took it upon myself to start learning more. And um, that was really kind of the, um, the start of, of the process for me was just going out there, researching online, attending some uh, meetups and things. And, and, you know, that was that was the start there. Got it. Got it. And, and what about you, Sterling? Yeah, so I, I've been involved with entrepreneurship as early as uh, my middle school days selling uh, candy yes. uh, and, and, and like Kool-Aid packets to kids around the school. Nice. And I was I was able to move that into a business oriented where I had other uh, kids selling to other kids and coming back to me <laughs> with dollars. And um, it was <laughs> When I got started in the uh, real estate industry was back in 2009, 2010 in the, the construction side of things. And um, it was a couple of years after that, I met a mentor here in town that was the developer of commercial properties. And this is when I really started to uh, get the, the mindset of going into um, the scaling businesses, reading books like the four hour work week and really getting that uh, success mindset. And I was able to um, put myself around the, the right individuals such as Jacob, and we were able to, to really uh, venture into the single family home space and you know, start the, the, the company uh, Folio to bring value. So the, the interesting thing is you went from distributing candy to distributing houses. I, I like this. Uh, building this distribution network is awesome. Uh, and I think for many people listening, you, you realize these entrepreneurial tendencies, they've always been there, but they seek expression in, in various different ways. So I, I'm curious to know, how did you two like meet? Yeah, absolutely. So working here in Indianapolis, I, I put myself with a you know very successful investor here in town and um, really got involved in his organization. And it was through one of his events that uh, Sterling and I uh, met. He, you know, he was an attendee of a, of a seminar here in town. And, um, you know, I was I was with my uh, with my mentor, with his company at that seminar and spoke a little bit and, and got in touch with Sterling. But basically, you know, how that turned out was, um, you know, we, he, he had approached me at the, at the seminar and we exchanged, you know, emails as, as I do with many, um, many people looking to, you know, uh, do something in real estate, get started. Um, the thing that was different with Sterling though, is that, um, you know, he showed up in the office the, uh, you know, next day and, and the next day, 
And, you know, his persistence was very impressive. And, you know, that led to, um, you know, us, you know, getting getting some deals done together and, and you know, kind of form the relationship from there. I like it. I like it. I like it. 100%. So, Sterling, where does this persistence come from? Uh, it's really from one of the, the rules that uh, Napoleon Hill talks about in his book is one of the keys is having that um, ever-ending burning desire. And one of the desires that I had was uh, just putting the, the right people around me, which uh, Jacob was one of those individuals that I really um, felt a, a great connection in. Got it. Got it. So now I'm curious, you guys are relatively, uh, as far as real estate goes, I mean, we've heard it, I've heard it said many times, it's an old man's game. It's a, you know, gray hair rules here, that all that type of stuff. Uh, I'm curious to understand, because I'm sure you guys get the question, because if I get the question, you get the question. I'm curious to hear your combined perspectives on what if anything, does your age and youth have to do with your ability to transact real estate and why so many let that be a roadblock for them? Yeah, yeah. I think what, you know, what was really exciting for me as I really started, you know, getting involved in managing, you know, rental properties and, you know, getting into the space is that, you know, it is a very big mom and pop uh, business. And um, the opportunity to, innovate and create new ways of doing things was just massive. Um, you know, there's the more I got involved with property management and purchasing investment properties and, you know, partnerships, um, you know, how people structure a partnership in real estate. It was just mind boggling to see the ability to, you know, simplify, innovate and make better. And I think that's, you know, one thing that's very exciting, you know, as being a young person coming into the space. And what about yeah. you? Yeah, I was go, go ahead, Sterling. I was going to say, what about you? Yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. Pick, piggybacking off uh, what Jacob said and just uh, simply is not letting those uh, the, the status quo of the, the age and the gray hairs stopping people. I think that's... <laughs> or lack of gray hairs in this case. Yeah, lack of gray <laughs> hairs. I think that's uh, just one of the excuses that some people would use to kind of hold themselves back. But for those people that are using that, I would just simply tell them to go out and take action. Well and, well, and here's what's going through my head. All right. So for everyone listening and, and yourselves included, there's always this moment. There's this moment of, OK, I relate to the world this way. I see myself as, you know, this freshman in college. I see I'm the kid selling candy at, at school. I, I'm this is my identity at that moment. But there comes this moment where you realize you know, maybe I can do more for other people. Maybe there's more that that is possible for me. And then you have to make a decision to actually do it. I call that often that that superhero moment because you're you're making a conscious decision to go against, like you said, the status quo. You're making a conscious decision to start serving people in a completely different way and showing up to the world in a completely different way than you have in the past. I want to hear about that transition like how you were able to manifest the courage and desire and and ability to follow through on that uh despite what some could call the obstacles yeah absolutely you know i think one of the big things for me 
was realizing, um, you know, it was in a book that I read, I can't remember the title, um, but it stated that, you know, it was probably a Napoleon Hill um, uh, book, but it stated to, you know, put yourself um, around other people you want to be like, and, you know, um, find a person, and it kind of talked about the strength of mentorships. And um, it, it talked about finding the person that is doing what you think you want to do and figuring out how to work with that person. And so, you know, for me, that ability to, to kind of really break through and, and, you know, what you, what you referred to as a hero moment was being able to be persistent and get, you know, find that individual number one, you know, I, I found a successful uh, investor here in Indianapolis selling, you know, hundreds of properties every year. Um, I simply, you know, uh, engaged him and figured out a way that I could help him. Um, I didn't ask for a job. I, I didn't ask, you know, um, how we can make money together. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on. I want you to repeat that because you, my friend, just scored major points with me right there. <laughs> you, you have no, I mean, maybe you know now, but you have no idea how often it comes in. You know, people say the exact opposite of what you just, they do the exact opposite of what you just did and say, you know, let me work with you, partner with you, something. But they're not coming offering anything. So I need you to repeat that so that for the person who was washing dishes or their dog barked or their kid screamed, they can hear that part again as a more adequate way to seek out someone's help. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I simply found the individual that I wanted to, you know, become like. And I, um, instead of, you know, asking for a job or how to make money together, I simply asked him how I could help him and, you know, clarified that I'm not looking for money. I'm not looking for a job. Um, I'm just looking to learn and I'd like to help you. And uh, that opened doors, um, you know, into that organization for me. Love it. Love it. Sterling. Yeah. My, uh, very similar to when I uh, found my mentor here in town, I took a, a similar approach and, in which I actually, one of the, the first buy and holds I had from my portfolio, I went out and uh, found it for him. And um, essentially, it was just going to be, he was going to pay me a fee. But instead, he said, hey, let's just let's just partner on this. This is a really good deal. And instead of giving you the fee, let's uh, do take the long-term route. And you said... Uh, I, I didn't turn that down for a second. <laughs> okay. But here's, here's the, here's the thing I, I've got to know. How did you know to say yes? Cause a lot of people would have taken the fee instead. Uh, I thought about my, I thought big picture, everything that I do in the day-to-day -day operations or, um, just when I'm, you know, just th thinking big, the goals that I have posted around my house is always thinking about my future self. I like it. I like it. Uh, and I, it seems as to me that you guys got a, a number of things on straight, but I, I've got to ask, and I've got to ask this question because you've said the word a number of times and it sounds like it's played a big role. What were, what role would you say uh, the idea of having a mentor has had on you uh, at this stage of your career? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, that is crucial. Um, you know, I would not be anywhere near, you know, what I'm doing right now without being able to, 
get involved and leverage, you know, not only the experience, but the day-to-day, you know, operations of someone who, you know, is successful in real estate and, and doing, you know, great things. Um, you know, it's kind of like he put it, you know, over, over just, you know, two years um, working with him on that level, I was able to, you know, put, you know, 10 years of real estate experience under my belt. And it just it accelerates the process so much when you're able to um, get involved and you know learn from someone who's doing what you want to be doing. Yep. Now, now Sterling, I'm just curious. You both mentioned mentors. Is it the same person or are these two different people? Uh, two two separate. Two okay. different. Okay. That's good. That's good. And how important has, then has mentorship been for you? Uh, it's it's played a huge. Uh, part in my uh, career in this industry um, through learning from him and also reading a lot of books and pulling a certain information from people that have long gone and uh, from, from this earth and just being able to, to pull their life experience and into uh, the, the business side of things. You know, it's funny how much dead people know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, you know, uh, you, you're, if you're on Twitter too much, you, you're only listening to the wrong people, but uh, you could be. Uh, but if, if you listen to some of the dead people, they, they got some things to say that can that tend to to help. Is there anyone in particular, uh, any particular biography or book that you were, you were thinking of when you said that? Well, there's one speaker that really has engraved like the whole we become what we think about Earl Nightingale. I tend yeah. to. That's one person I, I listen to just about every day on the car ride to work. And, you know, that's something that I would tell your listeners is to really because there's so much negativity that's out in the, the place, uh, the, the general. I wouldn't say too much negativity, but there's a lot that's put out there in uh, people's uh, general like uh, what's that word I'm looking for? Perception. So yeah. just feed. Your, your mind constantly with speakers like a Tony Robbins, Earl Nightingale, Zig Ziglar and reading all these books uh, really helps with um, blocking out that self-doubt that most individuals uh, tend to encounter. You mean if I listen to CNN, I'm not going to continually. Oh, no, avoid that. I'm just busy. Well, go ahead. Always feeling empowered after the local news, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, I'm ready now to take on the world and change. So tell us a little bit. I I, I want everybody to hear in your own words. Why don't you, uh, where did the concept for Holdfolio come from? What is Holdfolio? Tell us, you know, what it is. Where did it come from? And, and more importantly, give us some of the things you guys, I think they're going to be hyper impressed with some of the things you guys been able to do. All right. So here's the deal. You know, the most important thing to your idea, your idea is great. And I know you're listening to their idea right now. And you're wondering what did these kids go out there and do? Well, kids, uh, I'm talking to you now and I don't care how young you are, how old you are. I'm calling you kids. We're all kids together here on this planet. And here's the thing. Just start your idea. I'm hoping that you are getting that idea. Start Once you get started, stay started, and that's probably one of the most important things that you could ever do. Now, if you want to catch up and learn a few more tips on getting started, staying started, and most importantly, what you need to do to get started, grab a copy of my book absolutely at no cost. 
just send a text message to book. Uh, set text 72000. That's 72000. Keyword is book. Just send that on over. I'll send you a link. You'll give me your name and email, and I'll send you uh, an electronic copy of Cashflow Diary 10 Steps to Creating Wealth in Any Economy. You can go look it up on Amazon. You can go buy it on Audible. I'm trying to get it to you at no cost right now. If you want to go do that, uh, by all means, please do that. But if you'd like to get it at no cost, send a text message to 72000. Keyword is book. And I'm going to teach you some of the things that is going to be required for you to get your idea off the ground, whether it's real estate related or not. Now, let's get back to it. Yeah, absolutely. So the concept for Holdfolio um, really, you know, as I as I began began investing in real estate, obviously very young, um, I it was crucial to create partnerships. Um, in particular, not only with experienced investors, but also with money partners. And um, you know, it was something that I really learned to enjoy to you know to be able to entrust you know someone's confidence in myself and to go out there and you know, complete a successful real estate project and make money for all parties. Um, you know, that, that was very powerful. And when I, when I, you know, started getting involved in rental properties here in Indianapolis, um, what, what I was really involved in was turnkey rental properties. And I'm sure some of your listeners uh, know what I'm talking about. Some may not know, but, you know, a turnkey rental property is where an operator goes out and, and, purchases a turnkey or a rental property um, and, you know, renovates it, rents it, and then provides that uh, rental property to maybe an out-of-state investor or local investor. Um, They manage that property. So, you know, the idea here is that, you know, someone looking to get into real estate can um, buy this property and and collect the rent. And, um, you know, through working in that model and, and selling hundreds of turnkey rental properties, um, you know, it's kind of looking, looking at how do we, you know, how do we turn this into a partnership model? Because, you know, what we're doing is buying rental properties, selling them, and then we're done, you know, we're managing them for that investor. But, you know, many times those investors purchasing those rental properties, they aren't necessarily real estate investors. You know, they have they have full time jobs. Um, they're looking to, you know, they're looking to successfully invest their savings that they've earned. And they're looking to real estate, you know, for hopefully higher returns, uh, diversification. But, um, you know, people owning uh, rental properties, in my opinion, um, you know, the the people who are successful at doing that are are typically those who have the time to take, you know, the time it takes to you know, do due diligence, know what they're investing in. Um, so, you know, kind of sitting back, I was thinking, how do we put, you know, how do I keep, you know, buying lots of rental properties and, you know, get other people involved, you know, people looking to invest in those rentals. And um, that's kind of where the partnership model came into, you know, came into picture. And, you know, it's nothing new. There's There's been partnerships in real estate and um, private placement, uh, for a very long time. Um, and, um, you know, we, we just kind of sat back and said, how do we structure this so that we're different? Um, you know, how do we get not just accredited investors, um, to invest with us, but non-accredited investors. 
And, um, you know, and, and for your listeners and accredited investor, um, you know, as someone who uh, has a net worth of more than a million dollars or, you know, hits an income requirement of $200,000 per year, um, there's a lot of people looking to invest in real estate that, you know, don't meet those requirements. Um, so really, it was, it was all about for us, you know, creating a, a model that we can go out and buy rental properties um, like we enjoy doing. You know, it's, it's what we do every day. Um, and someone can simply become a team member, you know, become someone on our team, become a partner by providing capital um, for those rental properties. And, um, you know, what we actually do is, you know, we go out and buy the rental properties with our own cash. Um, and then we let, you know, we pool those properties uh, together into portfolios. So, you know, we, we uh, create a rental portfolio and then uh, typically of 10 rental properties. And then anyone can, um, you know, view the details of that portfolio and choose to invest as little as $5,000 uh, for a percentage share of that uh, portfolio of properties. Love it. Got it. So Sterling, tell, tell us a little bit more about the, the, the process, you know, what, where do you, how do you guys, you know, make this, make your magic sauce happen? So the, the areas in which we like to, to purchase these properties, if I'm answering going in the right direction of your question is we really like to Target. Uh, what we've been seeing here in, in Indianapolis specifically is a movement amongst millennials and also Generation X for wanting to live downtown and the surrounding areas of downtown. So we're able to go in and purchase those properties at deep discounts, enabling us to not only capture appreciation but cash flow. Yeah. So it, no, uh, you uh, talk my language. Yeah, so essentially what we call that is like an urbanization type of movement. Excellent. Excellent. So it 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 sounds like you're you're ahead of the the population trends. Uh, what are some of the and I I'm curious for my own edification see if we're similar, but what are some of the uh, I guess demographics or stats that you guys pay attention to that help you make your decisions? Yeah, absolutely. The, you know, employment is uh is a big factor. <laughs> Yeah, um, I was I was chuckling because uh, it's the first one that comes out of my mouth too, and uh, people people are like you care about jobs. I'm like, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and and also you know a big part of owning real estate is your interaction with you know local municipality, uh, local government, um, and you know what we found is it's obviously much much more lucrative to own real estate in a you know in a state that is business friendly. Um, so, you know, that's kind of what we really like here in, uh, here in Indiana is, is the business friendly state. Um, the, uh, employment rate is, um, well below the national average. Um, and we like to see, you know, job growth, um, and a, and a diverse job market, you know, where are the jobs and, you know, how is the job growth? So, um, you know, with, with those factors kind of on a macro level, um, then we're able to kind of pinpoint neighborhoods that that we can you know invest at you know very very uh, rock bottom prices, um, and but still you know have great quality of tenants 
And also, you know, we invest, we have long-term investment horizons. Um, you know, we're, that's why, you know, we're kind of tracking this urbanization movement. Um, you know, we're holding properties in areas that, um, many, you know, not all of our properties, but many of our properties are in areas where there's, you know, re, re, uh, revitalization efforts going on. Um, and so hopefully we can get in there and, and um, purchase some properties, provide some nice places for uh, quality tenants and, you know, capture a, a great appreciation um, over the next three to five years. Um, you know, it's kind of summarizes our, you know, our strategy there with our outlook on our rental properties. Totally understood. Totally understood. So if someone comes to you, because they, they, they probably do, I mean, people are listening from all over the world. Um, why Indianapolis? Yeah. You know, like, you know, like I just touched on, um, about the macro economic details, Another reason why is is because we have, you know, this is where we got started and, and this is where we've bought and sold hundreds of rental properties. Um, it's what we know, you know, it, it's, it's uh, what we feel like we're experts at. And so, you know, right now in, in this stage of the company, um, we're sticking with, you know, our backyard and really making sure that we're delivering the returns and, you know, the performance on these rental properties. Um, but, you know, obviously there are lucrative places to invest all over the United States. Um, but, you know, that's that's one big reason why we're here in Indianapolis. And, you know, we, we definitely have the, the vision to get into other markets and and other sectors of the of the real estate industry. And, and uh, a little bit on that also is what we've seen in uh, Indianapolis, specifically the Midwest is cash flow um, here in Indy. It's a, a very linear market versus a California or an Arizona or maybe a uh, Florida where it's a lot hey, more. Hey, hey, hey. Why are you bagging on California, man? Well, you, you, you know why. I, come on. Uh, but we got great sunshine and a whole lot of traffic. But <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. I understand what you're saying, though. Yeah, those those markets. Um you know, there's, there's so many different ways to play your real estate and, you know, play your investment strategy. Um, for us, you know, we love a strong cash on cash, you know, return from those rents. Um, we, we are okay with, you know, um, you know, uh, appreciation rates that are, you know, going to keep up with inflation, um, that are, you know, we're not going to knock it out of the park on our appreciation unless it's, you know, those specific properties in those neighborhoods that we're targeting. Um, but in general, you know, we're, we like that strong cash on cash. You know, we forego the uh, huge appreciation gains. Um, but, you know, it's, it's kind of where, where we like to be. Totally understood and 100% agreed. So now that you, you, you're, you know, picking up steam, you've got some strides going, you, you understand how to get on base, uh, what would you guys say is is next? Where are you headed? What's the future? Yeah, absolutely. You know, for us, um, it's it's really figuring out um, how to get into uh, more markets. Um, you know, other cities. There's other strong uh, cities here in the Midwest that will support um, our model, our cash flow model on these rental properties. Um, you know, we want to get into those markets successfully without, you know, with minimizing any, um, 
you know, with minimizing the uh, any potential, you know, hiccups um, as we as we get into those new markets. And, you know, that will probably be focused on partnerships um, with local, you know, operators, local successful investors there in those cities. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're always expanding. Um, you know, we, we're networking here in town with um, commercial developers you know, apartment builders and, you know, mixed commercial uh, developers, because, you know, we, we want to get into that space and, and, you know, we're not going to go out there and, 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 you know, try to uh, endeavor on a, on a big commercial project by ourselves, right? We'll, we'll get, you know, that experienced person on our team and and create a partnership. So, you know, for us, that's kind of, that's kind of where the outlook is. Is just you know getting into those sectors and and uh, new markets you know um, efficiently. So only because you you mentioned the idea of government, and I normally don't ask this type of question, but you you seem to have your finger on the pulse and you're looking at things in in a correct way. I would love to know um, how how you see if you see anything. Um, changing or with the, we'll say the upcoming presidential elections, uh, somehow affecting any of the strategies or thought processes that you've had about your business? Yeah, we um, certainly don't anticipate with our, you know, with our cash flow properties here in the Midwest, um, we actually hold, you know, we hold our properties all cash. And, um, so, you know, there's a certain type of, uh, interest rate, um, risk that you get that you're, you know, might be, um, exposed to if we were leveraging, I, I know that there's quite some feelings. I mean, the interest rates could only go up at this point. And, um, so that will be an interesting to see how the, how that will affect the real estate market and the different sectors. But, um, you know, for us, we're not, uh, not too concerned right now at this point as far as, you know, trying to get ahead of the game mm-hmm. on that, on that aspect. No, no, no. sounds like you're, you're, you're playing a very conservative game, which is, I, I think, interesting uh, in right. this day and age. So it makes totally understood. I, I, I get it a hundred percent. So w- when it comes to some of the skill sets that you guys have had to produce, I mean, there's a number of people who are listening and they're going, man, I, I, I want to be like them. You know, uh, I'd like to be able to, you know, get into the real estate game and make some things happen and change my life, etc. cetera. Uh, I'll go to you first, Sterling. What would you say those skill sets have been that you guys have had to develop uh, in order to achieve the level uh, of success that you have seen? I'd say first is uh, achieving the abundance mindset and versus having the scarcity, knowing that there's so much opportunity out there to to be had. Like um, when we attend like a local meetup that we're networking here, here in town, you see individuals are like, there's no properties to be had. Uh, there's so there's there's so much competition. You just go in simply with an open mind. It's I mean, it's for the taking. There's sky's the limit with uh, where you can go with your career. Um, other ones are. You know, being able to leverage social media is huge. That's a, a skill that, um, that we've been able to pick up in the company is, as far as that's what we've seen uh, most of our uh, clients are on. And we're able to, to leverage that and get in front of the right people. That makes sense. Uh, totally. What about what would you say, uh, Jacob? 
Yeah, you know, everyone is going to have their particular strengths. And, you know, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm a numbers guy, right? I, I graduated with a finance degree, um, you know, accounting, economics. Um, so I look at real estate with a very numbers-oriented approach. And, you know, as, I, as we started building, you know, our company uh, together, um, you want to put, you want to work with people that complement your weaknesses. Um, you know, one of my weaknesses might be um, my ability to be persistent and ability to, you know, step out of the comfort zone. Um, and, you know, that's, that's really why um, Sterling and I, you know, our partnership was so, um, was so great is that you know, his strengths really complement my, my weaknesses. So, um, you know, that, you know, keep that in mind as, as you start getting into real estate, you know, what, what resonates with you? What are you good at? Um, how does that fit in with real estate investing? And, you know, where do you need to compensate um, to successfully, you know, invest in real estate? But, you know, being conscious of what you are good at, that's a huge, huge thing. You know, most people, most people don't think about that too much um, or they, or they think they know what they're good at, but you know, you have to ask people, ask people who have worked with you, ask people who know you. Mm -hmm. Um, This isn't, it's a little bit of self judgment, but a a big part of it is, you know, getting an opinion of people that have worked with you, you know? um, And so that's a process. I I definitely encourage people to figure out what you're good at. um, And then, uh, determine how, how are you going to compensate for your weakness? You know, it doesn't mean, uh, doesn't necessarily mean you have to gain that skill, but, um, you definitely have to be conscious of it. You're way ahead of the game. Agreed. So for those, for those that have listened this far, those that are like, okay, I I dig what these guys, you know, are saying, I'm picking up what they're putting down and I'm ready to, to, to explore some things a little bit further. What's the best way for them to, to catch up with you guys? Yeah, we, you know, we do our best to keep a strong online presence. Um, so our website, holdfolio.com, that's H-O-L-D-F-O-L-I-O.com. Um, you know, that's where I'd encourage people to go. Um, we have different social media cha- uh, channels. Um, you know, Sterling and I are, are members of, uh, of some forums. Um, you should be able to uh, get a hold of us very easily. So simply, you know, uh, take a look at you know what we're doing. We provide content out there. You should get a hold of. You should be able to easily get a hold of content um, and and reach out to us. Excellent. Now, as I often do, I, I have this this final question because again, there's probably someone who's listening right now, someone who's um, wondering, you know, about themselves in various different ways. They're standing in front of what I like to call the superhero outfit store. <laughs> and they they think they're they're ready to put on their cape. They're they're wondering should I use a mask or or tights and but they still have that voice in the back of their head. And I, I know that you guys have had some experience with this this voice. Is this that voice that comes up every time you you think you want to move forward and it chooses to to remind you of things that might tempt you to to stay behind. Um and what what I would love to hear from both of you as we exit here is what would you say to that person right now? Well, you got a you got really deep on that one. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, uh, I just wanted, I'm just, we're just trying to help people because that's the stuff that's really keeping them behind. And I, and I know it, but I want to hear what you guys have to say about it. Mm-hmm. So, so what I would say to that person is uh, just go out there and I, I, that voice will always be there. There's a, a quote that I love by Mark Twain uh, by the, 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 the title of it is courage. And he says, courage is resistance to fear, mastery of fear, but not absence of fear. So the fear is always going to be there, but you have to take action anyway. Excellent. More dead people talking. I like it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Jacob, what would you you say to the same person? Yeah, I I would say, you know, if you're looking to get started and you know, you know, along the lines of, you know, what you want to do, what you want to pursue, Um, you know, kind of goes back to finding that person that is doing what you want to do and keep in mind, you know, all these successful real estate investors out there, um, we're, you know, we're all normal people. Um, don't be discouraged to reach out to these people. Um, you know, tell the, you know, find a way to work with these people. Don't be discouraged. Um, and you know, that, you know, that would be my, my advice to them. Excellent. And I agree. Thank you, uh, both of you, uh, for taking the time to to invest your knowledge and and expertise here with us at the Cashflow Diary. No, thank you. Thank you, Jay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's time for you to move at the speed of instruction. What does that mean today? That means you've been talking about it, thinking about it, hoping about it, wondering, how can I have access to a marketplace that is possibly outside of where I live and still be able to produce some cash flow. Well, it sounds like the guys over at Holdfolio could be your solution. Again, what is that you should do? Probably go over to holdfolio.com and figure this out. Get in contact with Jacob and Sterling because I'm guessing they are eager to help you as well. It's been fun talking to you guys today. I look forward to talking to you soon. Until next time.